The following is a production of Phoenix Media. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! And now, Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, who came to Earth on the planet Krypton with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a large metropolitan newspaper. Superman, in the guise of Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen, are now visiting the ranch of Comanche Joe, a wealthy Indian. We know, though Superman does not, that Rawson, the ranch foreman, is the man responsible for many strange accidents which happened on Comanche Joe's ranch and oil fields every time the eerie howling of a mysterious coyote was heard. Rawson, planning to get rid of young Jimmy Olsen, seriously injured the boy. Despite a raging blizzard, Tumbleweed, Jimmy's friend, tried to get him to a doctor 20 miles away across the mountains. Superman, in the meantime, is frantically searching for them. But as our last episode ended, fate dealt Jimmy and Tumbleweed a terrible blow. What do you mean we've been walking in a circle? Tumbleweed? Jim. Jim, man. We've got to face it. That farm laying in the snow there. Lightning. My horse. Lightning? But you had a shoot lightning about an hour ago. Ever since then, you've been carrying me through the snow. On our way to the doctor's. I thought we was on our way to the doctor's, but I... I must have lost the trail. Now, don't you see, kid? We've come right back to where we started from. We've been walking in a circle for over an hour. Then we're finished, Tumbleweed. We'll never make it now. No, Jimmy. We've got to make it. We've got to. You've got a bad injury to your head. I I just got to get you to that doctor. You'll never do it, Tumbleweed. You'd have to be Superman himself to get through this lizard alive. You'd have to be Superman. Jimmy, Jimmy, you're falling asleep. You can't do that, kid. You can't go to sleep. You never wake up again. You freeze to death. Mm. Wake up there. Wake up. Oh, wake oh. up. Jim, you hear me? Oh, no. Please don't slap me like that. It makes my head pain worse than ever. Oh, I'm sorry, Jimmy. Honest, I am, boy. But you've got to keep awake. You'll die if you go to sleep. I don't care. Well, I do. Jim. Jim, son. I know what you're going through. But we ain't giving up. No, sir. We... We ain't given up. Jim, Jim, wake up here. Kid, please don't go to sleep. 
please, I, I can't go alone. You've got to fight with me. I, I've got to know you're with me all the way. Jim, Jim, will you please wake up? No, 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 I guess you're right, it's getting too cold, it's blinded by the snow, yeah, kid, you're right, no sense going on, might as well go I'm following couldn't belong to anyone else. Tumbleweed must have lost the trail. Oh, why can't I catch up with them? How far ahead of me can they be? This blizzard is getting worse. Cold's increasing. If I don't find them soon, I might just as well not find them at all. I've simply got... Ah, they're below me. Huddled together in the snow. It must be... Yes, it is. Jimmy and Tumbleweed. Down, down. Completely covered with snow. Must have been lying here for some time. I hope I haven't come too late. Let me see. Uh, Jimmy's still alive. Can barely make out his heartbeat. Now, tumbleweed, too. But there isn't much time. I've got to get them both to that doctor as quickly as possible. Here, I'll take one of them under each arm. There we are. Now up, up, and away! Now, there's the town below me. That must be the main street. Got to find out where that doctor lives. Down, down. You, you there. Eh? Well, let's say it's in heaven. Where will I find Dr. Parker? Oh, it's a dream in heaven. It's me imagination playing tricks on Will me. you answer my question, Dr. Parker? Where will I find him? Wait, wait, wait. His office is just three blocks down. You, you can't miss it. Three blocks. located in the new modern building and... Uh, yes, this is the place, all right. Doctor's office is right here on the ground floor. I'd better remain a superman and not resume my disguise of Clark Kent. Too much explaining to do later. Dr. Parker. Hello in there, Dr. Parker. Yes, but it's... Oh, great Don't be afraid. I mean you no harm. Dr. Parker, is he in? Well, yes, but who are you and, and There's what... no time for questions. Call the doctor immediately. Yes. No, what is it? Doctor, this, this strange-looking man yes. carrying that boy under one arm and then that man under another. Well, I'll be... Why, this must be the lad they called me about from Comanche Joe's ranch. Yes, and this is Tumbleweed Jones. They're both in a pretty bad way, Doctor. Whatever you do, you'll have to work fast. Yes, yes, I can see that. Bring them into my operating room at once. The boy, I understand, is a possible fracture of the skull. That's right. Complicated by all of exposure. Bad, very bad. I'd better take x-rays of his head at once. You have all that equipment here? Oh, yes. We opened this office not long ago. It's completely modern and equipped with every sort of medical apparatus. Yes, we must take those x-rays. From the looks of that boy, the quicker we do it, the better. Well, Mr. Jones, how are you Nurse, now? you've got to let me see the boy. I've got to be near him. I've got to. Mr. Jones, please. You've got to say what little strength you've got left. You must lie quietly. You're in a state of dangerous exhaustion. I ain't exhausted. And, and stop calling me Mr. Jones. My name's Tumbleweed. Now, by jingo, you let me go to that boy. Oh, oh. Now, you see, the minute you try to get up, you realize how ill you are. There's nothing you can do for the boy. The doctor's taking x-rays right now, and as soon as we know how badly the boy is hurt, we'll... me, I come in. Oh, a jumping coyote, I am, sir. I'm beginning to see, what's that? You don't know me, Tumbleweed, but I'm indebted to you for trying to save the life of Jimmy Olsen. I just wanted to thank you. Who are you? Why that fancy get-up? No point in answering those questions, Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed, this is the, the person who brought you and the boy here. 
He found you in the snow out on the mountain. Oh, he did? Well, then, sir, I allow us how I kind of owe you something. Oh, doctor, what did the x-ray show? Oh, that was in a bad way. Shoulder fractured all right. There's a pressure on the brain which must be removed at once. I've got to operate, and yet I don't know that I dare. Why not? Well, what do you mean you can't operate? Please, Mr. Temple. You, you say that, boy, life. You'll answer to me, and you hear me talking. You you do something. Turn to her. Now, you will find me in the room. Quiet. You don't lie here quietly and stop getting excited. You won't leave yourself. Oh, I don't care about me. It's the kid. Why can't you operate, Doctor? The boy's condition is very serious. He's very weak. I'm afraid he'd never survive the operation. I can't take the chance. It's his only chance, and you've got to take it. I don't You've know. got to do what you can, Doctor. You've got to operate. I insist that you take that chance. I insist, Doctor. Please, Doc. Please. Nurse. Yes, Doctor. Prepare the boy. We'll operate at once. Am I doing all right, Doctor? Yes. Administer the anesthetic no faster than you're doing now. You're ready to obey any order I give you the moment it's given. Yes. Now then, the scalpel, nurse. Here, Doctor. Sponge. Here, Doctor. Gently with that retractor. Gently. Yes, Doctor. Yes. Sponge. Another. He must at least. Now. A little more of the anesthetic. Yes, Doctor. Yes. Sponge. Here, Doctor. Now then. Scalpel, quick. Here, Doctor. Sponge. Another sponge. Yes, Doctor. Yes. Now. Make it yours, please. Quick for the heat. Here, Doctor. And it's a big place to turn before there's any Doctor. possibility of infection. Doctor. Yes? The boy's pulse and respiration. They're dropping. Well, working as quickly as I can, sir. Stop the anesthetic. Yes, Doctor. Pulse 32, Doctor. Prepare a hypo with adrenaline, quick. It's all ready, Doctor. Here. Yeah, good. Now, here in the forearm. Respiration is dropping, Doctor. Doctor, isn't there anything you can do? Can't you? What the devil? Mr. Tumbleweed, you shouldn't have gotten up. You must be quiet. Kill yourself, man. If you don't go away. What's your all staring at me? Oh, I see. We've got him sooner. He wasn't so weakened by it. Doctor, you, you can't just just let him die. He ain't gonna die. He ain't gonna, you hear me? Jim, little fella, listen to me. You, you gotta live, Jim. Why, if you go out, old tumbleweed won't have nothing. Not knowing. Lightning's gone, Jim, and you go out too. Why? Shucks, I was going to learn you how to ride and rope. I was going to show you how to shoot the bow now, just like the Indians do. You and me were getting to be real pals, and, and now he can't die. You, you and that there fancy costume, you saved us two from freezing to death out there in the mountains. You brung us here to the doctor, didn't you? Well, well, then. Do something. Do something to save that boy, do you hear? Do something. Do something, please. This is one time when even I can do nothing. 
Well, it looks as if Jimmy's in a pretty bad way. Even Superman's physical powers seem useless in this emergency. Be sure to hear the next episode of our story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot. On surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! The Loot Crate video box, what's with kids today, huh? Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are boxes just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash Loot Crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash Loot Crate. Great Scott! Snap into a Loot Crate, dig You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! And now, Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, who came to Earth from the planet Krypton with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a large metropolitan newspaper. Superman, in the guise of Clark Kent, and Jimmy Olsen, are now in the midst of an adventure in the far west. Kent and Jimmy are visiting the ranch of Comanche Joe, a wealthy Indian oil man, so that Kent may collect material for a newspaper story on the strange howling of a mysterious coyote, whose cry warns of impending doom. We know, though Superman does not, that Comanche Joe's ranch foreman, Rawson, is behind the mysterious accidents which have been happening on the ranch each time the howl of a coyote was heard. Rawson also is responsible for the severe injury to Jimmy Olsen, who was thrown from a horse and badly hurt. Tumbleweed Jones, Jimmy's friend, tried to get Jimmy to a doctor by traveling 20 miles through a blinding snowstorm. But Tumbleweed failed. And it was Superman who brought both his friends to the doctor's office in town. As our last episode ended, Jimmy had just undergone an operation. He was sinking rapidly. Listen. You can't get it, Jimmy. Gotta live. You hear me? You gotta. Can't, can't somebody do something for him? Something? This is one time, Tumbleweed. When even I can do nothing. Or is it? What is that? He means there is something he can do? I'm not sure, but... Couldn't a blood transfusion help? Yeah, it's too much of a chance. He's dying because he's losing strength, isn't he? Well, I can give him that strength. I can give him the power to become strong again. I can give him life. Don't you see? The blood must match. The blood types must be the same. We'll have to test There's no time for that. The boy is dying, thinking fast. You've got to do a transfusion, Doctor. You've got to. Very well. 
Nurse, prepare for a transfusion. No, no, wait. I'll do it myself. We'd better take our cowboy friend here, Tumbleweed, back to his room. Make him lie down and remain quiet. Well, go ahead, Tumbleweed. There's nothing you can do here. You, you let me know the minute anything happens, will you? We'll let you know, Tumbleweed. All right. Bring that operating table over here and place it next to the one the boy is lying on. And hurry, we've got to work fast. Yes. You'll have to strip to the waist. Won't take me a minute. I'll prepare the transfusion operator. Now then, I'll thrust this needle into your arm and... I can't penetrate your skin. You've got to stand. Oh, no, of course you don't. But it's all right, doctor. Here. I'll do it for you. There. I'm ready for the transfusion. Yes, yes. Let us hope and pray that your blood matches the boy. Now then, I'll start the hunt and then we'll see. That's it. Just lie there quietly. Is there any change? Not yet, no. There's only one chance in three that your blood matches. Let's hope we're lucky. If it doesn't, we... Ah, what is it? Hope. Becoming stronger. I, George, I believe... Yes, Doctor. Yes, wait. Wait, we must be sure. Yes. Yes, it's getting much stronger. It's gaining strength rapidly. Here, I, I can remove this from you now. Why, George, this is miraculous. Why, I've never seen anyone gain strength this quickly. It's you, sir. You who have done it. Who are you? What is this superhuman strength you have? Is the boy all right now? Will he live? Well, he'll live all right. There's no doubt of that now. But, but you, sir, who... Hey, doctor. There's something you must do for me. Anything you like after what you've done here tonight. All I ask is this. Forget you ever saw me. What you've seen here tonight must never be mentioned to another soul. Will you do that? I certainly. I doubt if anyone would believe me anyway. But what about my nurse and Tumbleweed Jones? You must swear your nurse to secrecy. As for Tumbleweed, you can tell him he was delirious. I've got to go now. No, that's my phone. I have to pick it up in here. Wait, I want to talk to you. I can't. Sorry, I've got to leave. I'll leave through the window while you're answering the phone. Bye. Goodbye. Hello? Who? Comanche Joe? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, yes, yes, they, they got through all right. As a matter of fact, I just completed an operation on the boy. Oh, Doctor, you're sure the boy's going to be all right? I see. Well, I don't understand how Tumbleweed ever got through those mountains and is blitted. But I'm relieved to hear it's all right. The boy's friend, Clark Kent, will be relieved, too. All right, Doctor. Thank you. Goodbye. Oh, Comanche. Oh, Kent. Finally decided to come out of your room, did you? Why did you lock yourself in like that? Well, I wanted to be by myself, Comanche. Shock of hearing Jimmy had been badly hurt and all the rest of it. Well, I think you understand. Yes, of course. There are times when everyone must be alone. That's why we didn't bother you when we found your door locked. Kent, I have great news for you. Jimmy's going to be all right. I was just talking to the doctor. What? You mean Tumbleweed got through after all? So it seems. Everything is going to be all right, Kent. So you can stop worrying. Oh, thank heaven. Oh, what a relief. Yes, everything is cleared up now. Except one thing. What's that? Our friend at Swift. Listen. Sounds like tom-toms and Indians yelling. It is. It would appear my brothers of the Comanche tribe have followed my orders very capably. Your orders? After the accident to Jimmy, I knew Dusty would try to escape. I notified my father of this, and many warriors of the tribe set out to track him down. It appears that they succeeded. Come, we'll soon know. They're now right outside. Look, sir! Look, sir! Come on, 
reward him, my brothers. You have done good work. Leave him with me. They know what he did to Jimmy, and they want to avenge the little laughing squirrel. Hello, sir. You leave him with me. I will deal justice to him. Get into the house, Dusty. Thank you. My brothers, you will return to the reservation. I thought they were going to kill me. They will when I give the order. What are you talking about, Major? Dusty, late this afternoon you took young Jimmy Olsen for a ride on a horse called Gentle Lamb. Sure, that's right. Everyone on this ranch, including yourself, knew that horse was a killer the minute somebody touched him his spurs. Young Jimmy wasn't wearing spurs when he left here. I was careful to see to that. But he was wearing spurs when the horse almost killed him. Where did he get those spurs, Dusty? I don't know. You don't think I gave them to him, do you? I know you did. There wouldn't seem to be any doubt about it. He couldn't have got them from anyone else. That's right. Now, Dusty, your life depends on how you talk in the next few minutes. I'm going to ask questions. And I want the right answers. I don't know nothing, Commander. I swear I'm innocent. Who put you up to trying to kill Jimmy Olsen? Come on, you got it all wrong. I'm going to get it right. Answer my question, Dusty. Answer me, Blackie, you die here now. Let me go, let me go. Take that thing off my door. Go, 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 go. 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 Never mind all that. Who put you up to it? Who ordered you to kill Jimmy Olsen? He's a guy, Bolton. He thinks it's okay. You never suspected us trying to get Comanche Joe here to... Mr. Sayers, Sam, you hear it? Yes, I hear it. He's almost right outside the front door. Send me that rifle. It's a fat source. I may be able to get a shot. Hmm. Here, Sam. Come on, come on. There it is. Running off with the knife. Did you get him? No. It'd be yours if I had and yet, Kent, uh, I'm a dead shot. You don't think that Comanche legend is... That is true? Is that coyote a phantom? Yes. Of course not. There's a blinding snowstorm going on out here. Coyote is to be out of sight when you fire. You, you missed him. That's all there is to it. Yes, I, I suppose you're right. Well, let's bring our friend Dusty back to his senses and find out what he was going to tell us before that coyote started yapping. Still out cold. Dusty? All right, come on now. Snap out of it. Come on now, Dusty. Dead. Thank you, Comanche. He's dead. Dead? What we thought was a fainting spell was actually... I can't understand this. That coyote yapping and his dying at almost his death second. That was no coincidence. You think he was murdered? I don't think there's any doubt of it. But how? What, what could have killed him? There, there seemed to be no wounds. None that I can see. Oh, Kent, I don't like this. You say there's no truth to that Indian legend about the howling coyote. I tell you there is. I'm convinced of it now. That coyote howling was a warning of Dusty's death. There's something about all this that, that isn't human. Now, Comanche. It's bad medicine, Kent. Bad medicine. Comanche, you mustn't let this thing get you down. Whoever is behind the howling of that coyote and, and all these strange accidents is playing on your nerves. On your natural, superstitious nature. Yeah. What is reason may be, I certainly don't know. But Comanche, what is it? So I never get here. Been pulling leather all the way to Wells, Comanche. The oil wells. But what about them? Number one and two, they're going up in flames. What? The dead burden is fire you ever did see. Oh, well. It's spreading fast. If we all do something and do it pronto, it's going to be just too bad for every oil well you've got in your land. Jerry, what you standing there for? What you staring at nothing for? 
Comanche. So the howl of the coyote means nothing. I can't. I wonder. Well, things are certainly happening thick and fast. What is the mystery of the howling coyote? We know that the man named Rawson is plotting against our friends, but how does Rawson make the animal howl at just the right moment? And how was Dusty killed? What can Superman do to help his friend Comanche Joe? Be sure to hear the next thrilling episode of our story with Superman! And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. And now, Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, who came to Earth on the planet Krypton with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a large metropolitan newspaper. Superman, in the guise of Clark Kent, and Jimmy Olsen, are now visiting the ranch of Comanche Joe, wealthy Indian oil man. Unknown to our friends, Rawson, the ranch foreman, has engineered many strange accidents on the ranch. Each accident is preceded by the mysterious howling of a coyote in order to convince Comanche Joe that an Indian legend concerning the coyote is true and thus induce the Indian to sell his land and oil fields at a ridiculously low figure. One of Rawson's evil schemes resulted in serious injury to Jimmy. As our last episode ended, Kent and Comanche Joe were about to make Dusty, Rawson's henchman, confess when the eerie howl of the coyote was heard and Dusty dropped dead at their feet. Hardly had this happened when the door of the ranch house burst open and... But wait. Listen. Comanche! Comanche! What is it? I thought I'd never get here. Then pull it another out of the way. The world, Comanche, the oil well. Oh, what's the matter? What's the matter? Number one and two, they're going up in flames. The dead burden is fire you ever did see. The oil well. It's spreading fast. If we don't do something and do it pronto, it's going to be just too bad for every oil well you've got in your land. Well, wait, what's you standing there for? What's you staring at nothing for? Comanche. So, so how the coyote means nothing, eh? I wonder. Well, this is no time for wondering, Comanche. We've got to act and act fast. No, Kent. This is not the time for action. What? How long do you think we can go on this way? Time after time, the coyote howls. Time after time, something terrible happens. Many of my men in the ranch have been badly hurt. And each time, the coyote has howled. Listen, Comanche, the way. Kent, the coyote howled a few hours ago, and your young friend Jimmy Olsen was thrown from a horse and almost killed. Again, the coyote has howled, and two of my oil wells are going up in flames. The fire will spread to the others. But we can stop them, Comanche, if we act in time, if we act now. No, Kent. It is no use. We are fighting something that is beyond us. Something not human, something supernatural. Oh, you're letting your superstition get the better of it. He's right, Comanche. Come on, we've got to stop the fire. Fire, Pat. Kent, you are a white man. What a white man does not understand, he refuses to believe. But I, I am an Indian, with an Indian's understanding of these things. There is no use fighting that which is not human. 
And I tell you, Kent, that coyote is not human. Well, it all makes mighty highfalutin talking, Comanche, but then their oil wells is still conflagrating. What are you going to do about it? Let them burn. A coyote is howled. There's nothing you can do. That's where you're wrong, Comanche. Pat, round up the men. Have you some sort of a fire alarm? Never saw an oil field without one, Mr. Kent. Well, then turn it on. Get the men started for those burning oil wells. I'm on my way. Wait a minute, Kent. You've no right to give orders around here. I'm your friend, Comanche, and I'm not going to stand by while someone makes a fool of you. What do you mean, someone? There's someone. There must be someone who's plotting against you. No, Kent. The old Comanche legend come true. When the coyote howls, then will trouble come. No, don't you see that whoever is behind all these accidents is making use of that legend? Don't you understand that he, he's trying to work on your naturally superstitious nature? Now, so far, Comanche, you've beaten him at every turn, and you've got to go on beating him. You, you really think it's all just a trick? I'm sure of it. Now, listen, there goes the alarm. The men will be heading for the oil fields, and you've got to be with them. Come on. All right, Kent. Let's go. We've been waiting for you two. Got your horses all saddled and ready. All right, Pat. Oh, oh, oh. All set, Kent. All set. That's what we're waiting for. Let's go. Along with me and him down the others. I want to talk to you. All right. Oh, boy. Oh. Now, what's on your mind, Rawson? Mayor Dick, how would you like to make some money? A lot of money. Depends, Rawson. You know my record. I've been sent up the river twice by the rangers, and I ain't taking chances. A house of evil, if, uh, if what you've got in mind ain't too rich. Well, all you got to do, Dick, is obey orders and keep your mouth shut. Don't keep your mouth shut, and the same thing will happen to you what happened to uh, Dusty. Dusty? See, that's right. I ain't seen him around. What's happened to him? He was working for me, Dick. He didn't follow orders. He didn't keep his mouth shut. He's dead, Dick. He's dead. Oh, I see. Uh, what's this job pay, Ross? If uh, Commander Joe's ranch and oil wells were sold in the open market, what do you think they'd bring? Wouldn't know. They'll bring anywhere from two to five million. I do like I tell you, Tex. Obey my orders and keep your mouth shut. And you get a quarter of that. Uh, a quarter of five million? Maybe a little more, maybe a little less. What do you say? I say, lead me to it. It may be risky, Tex. And you said you didn't want to run no more risk to count your record. Yeah, but I didn't know there was that much Missouri. I'll take a chance on anything for that kind of money. Well, that's a bargain. You do like I tell you when I tell you, and we'll get along fine. Now, come on. Just catch up with the others. Come on. Stop. Yes. Yes, Comanche? You can see the burning oil wells now. That red glow through the blizzard. Yes. Ought to be there in another five minutes. Yes. Rawson. Rawson, right over this way. Look him out, Comanche. Rawson, from the looks of that blaze, even from this distance, standard chemicals won't be much use. We'll have to use nitro aggression to blow that fire out. How much nitro have we got? Nobody. Yes, I tell you. Do we have to use nitro? I'm afraid so. Well, I don't know about anybody taking that stuff close into the fire. The heat alone will be terrible. You know what nitro is. Just knock it against anything that'll explode your head. I know the danger of using nitro. But I'm afraid we'll have to do it. I'll take the nitro in myself. Well, okay. How do you use the nitro glycerin, Comanche? Well, about the same way you use dynamite. I'll have to take the cans of nitro close into the fire. Yeah? Then wires are attached to one of the cans. 
but it's detonated back out of range. When I give the word, one of my men pushes down the handle of the detonator, setting off the nitro. The force of the explosion puts out the fire. Must be some explosion. You've never seen an explosion like it. Dynamite is child's play compared to it. What was that? Sounds oh, like another one for you. Must be number three. We better hurry. Get up there, Jack. Come on, get up there. The boys bringing those cans of nitro out of the shack? They are. How about me taking that stuff close into the fire? Thanks, Pat, but those are my wells. It's my job to save them. I'll take the nitro in myself. You have to get awfully close, Comanche, and the heat from that fire is terrific. Uh, suppose you let me try it. No, Ken. It's my job. Then I think you better get started, Comanche. The boys have brought up a lot of burlap. You better start wrapping yourself up with it. Yes. Ken, help me get this burlap tied under me. How will this burlap help you, Comanche? Well, after I get wrapped in layers with this stuff, the boys will drench me as pairs of water. I'll be so cruel from head to foot. Yeah. I'll help you to get in close to the fire. Leave the cans of nitro and get away before the heat of the fire gets to me. Well, you're taking an awful chance. Yeah. Got to be done. Now, come on. Get that burn that tight onto me. All right. Start getting buckets of water. Yeah, Rawson. I got a job for you, Dick. Yeah? What is it? They're getting that nitro ready. Commentary Joe's going to take it in close to the fire. Yeah. There'll be wires running from one of those cans to a detonator. When somebody pushes down the handle of that detonator, that night will blow everything sky high. Sure, I know that. Where do I come in? You're going to be the guy who pushes down the handle of that detonator. I see. After Comanche Joe leaves the nitro close to the fire and gets back out of range, I explode the stuff. Yeah, you explode the nitro. But you're going to do it before Comanche Joe gets back out of range. Before he gets back? Hey, wait a minute, Rawson. That's murder. Well? Oh, but I thought you wanted to get Comanche Joe to sell you his land cheap. How's he going to sell out to you if he's dead? I happen to know that if Comanche dies, his father, Chief Running Fox, of the Comanche tribe, becomes the owner of the ranch and the oil wells. I can handle Chief Running Fox a lot easier than Comanche Joe, so it works out fine. Yeah, and where do I come off? Comanche Joe leaves the cans of nitro near the fire, just as he starts back, before he's three feet away from the cans of explosive, I set him off. Why, they'll have me up on that. No, no, they won't. You just explained you got your signals mixed, that's all. But with all the smoke and the blizzard and everything, you couldn't see Comanche. You thought he'd gotten away safe. It's risky, Rawson. Mighty risky. That's what you're being paid for, Dick. And plenty. Over a quarter of a million bucks. All right. I'll do it. All right, gentlemen, come on. Keep pouring that water on me. There'll be plenty drenched before I start in toward those burning wells. Comanche, you sure you won't let me try it? No, Ken. I can't let you risk your life for me. The heat from those fires may knock me out before I'm able to get back. I know. Those are my oil wells. I'll take the risk. Who's going to send off that nitro? I am, Comanche. All right, Tex. Be sure you don't set those cans up too soon. Better wait till I get back. Give you a signal myself. Okay, Comanche. You're pretty well drenched, Comanche. Want any more water thrown over you? No, I've had enough. Bring over those cans of nitro cans. Okay. Here you are. Now, oh, for heaven's sake, be careful. If you trip or knock these against anything, you'll be finished. Don't worry about me. Tex, you're all set? I'm all set, Comanche. Remember. Don't push down the handle of that detonator till I give you the word. Don't worry. I won't. Pat, hand me that can of nitro. That's right. I hand me the other one. Careful, Pat, your both out of kingdom come. All right. Here I go. Push me luck, man. Yeah, come in. Good luck. You're gonna need it. Wrapped in burlap, drenched to the skin, Comanche Joe carries two cans of highly explosive nitroglycerin into the raging inferno. We know that Tex plans to explode the nitro before Comanche Joe can get away from it. 
what will happen. Be sure to hear the next thrill-packed episode of our story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky. Look, it's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! And now, Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, who came to Earth on the planet Krypton with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a large metropolitan newspaper. Superman, in the guise of Clark Kent, and Jimmy Olsen, are now visiting the ranch of Comanche Joe, wealthy Indian oil man. Unknown to our friends, Rawson, the ranch foreman, is the man behind many strange accidents which happened on the ranch, each time the howling of a mysterious coyote was heard. It is Rawson's plan to convince Comanche Joe that a certain legend about the coyote is true, thus inducing the Indian to sell his ranch and oil fields at a very low figure. In our last episode, we heard the howl of the coyote, and then learned that several of Comanche's oil wells had caught on fire. The only way to put out the blaze and prevent it spreading to the other wells was for Comanche to brave the intense heat and carry in several cans of nitroglycerin. These cans were connected by wires to a detonator manned by a cowboy named Tex. Unknown to anyone, Rawson ordered Tex to explode the nitro before Comanche can get out of range of the explosion. Listen. Don't worry about me. Tex, you all set? I'm all set, Comanche. Remember, Tex, don't push down the handle of that detonator till I give you the word. Don't worry. Just leave it to me. All right, Pat. Hand me that can of nitro. That's right. Now hand me the other can. Be careful, Pat. You'll blow us all to kingdom come. All right. All right, here I go. Wish me luck, man. Yeah, Comanche. Good luck. You're gonna need. There he goes, into the thick of that blaze. Yes, Mr. Kent. We could just make him out through all that smoke and flame. Comanche's sure taking a long chance. Yeah, he looks like some sort of monster, the way he's wrapped up in all that burlap. And we must have poured at least 20 buckets of water over him. That burlap soaking wet. It's the only thing that'll protect him against the heat, so he can get in close enough to the fire for the night so to do some good. Pat, look. Yes? It's almost entirely enveloped in smoke. Do you think you'll make it? Oh, I ain't much on thinking, Mr. Kent, but I'm sure long on praying and... What I'm doing right now. Oh, jumping, Jehoshaphat. Did you see that? Yeah, it's a long arm of flame from those burning wells seemed to wrap itself around, Comanche. But he's still going on. Still struggling on right into the fire. He's staggering, Kent. Oh, I hope he doesn't fall with those hands of nitro if he does. He's helping for him sure. Oh, if only I can help him. Uh, what day, Kent? Oh, nothing. I, I, uh, I, I'll be back in a minute. Okay, Kent. I guess he can't stand watching this thing. And Ethan is sure that thin skin. There. Comanche's gotten in close enough to the fire for the nitro to do some good. Put the cans in the ground and he's stopping back. 
Hicks, will you be ready to push down the handle of that detonator? Hicks, what are you doing? Don't push down that handle yet. Let me alone, Pat. But then she ain't gotten away from the nitro yet. I know what I'm doing, Pat. Here she goes. Now. No! Oh, I couldn't go on. You pushed down the handle, but the nitro didn't explode. Thank heaven, there must be something wrong with those wires. I can't understand. Oh, well, maybe you can understand this. No! What's the idea, Pat? I'm just doing my duty. You tried to kill Comanche Joe. You pushed down that handle to explode the nitro before Comanche got out of range. I thought he was out of range. You thought he was out of range. If there wasn't something wrong with that detonator, you know, blamed well, Comanche's been blown into a thousand bits. I've said to you, Kate, and I've said to you right now. Why, what's the matter now? What's happened? Look, Comanche's been overcome. It's falling to the ground out there. Look, the ice There's burning an oil overflowing from the well. Come and right hold him. We've got to do something. What can we do? Snowman, you that raised the fire. Listen, you know it. Look, Comanche's on fire. Yes, oh, the burn. Stop it, the burn. Comanche's surrounded by flames. Come on, Comanche. Oh, no, no, no. He's a gunner now. Comanche's lying in the midst of that flaming oil, unconscious. I've got to save him. Unless I reach him soon, he'll be killed by the intense heat. Up, up. Into the blaze. All right, Comanche. I'll have you out of this quickly. First, I must beat out the flame. Ah, Even I can feel it. But I, I must get Comanche to a safe spot. Up, up, and away. Ah, there's a good spot. Down. There we are. He'll be safe here. Now, if I can only locate those cans of nitro, I may be able to save his oil wells, too. Up, up, and away! It must work fast. Cans of nitro, I wonder what... Ah, there they are. At the edge of the blaze. Ah, I got them. Ah, I'll throw them right into the fire. The explosions won't hurt me. Here it goes. Ah. Now the other. Ah. There, that's done it. Unfortunately, explosions have stabbed the fire. The men will be able to put the rest of it out with chemicals. Yes, here they come. I'd better get out of here before they spot me. Up, up, and away! Sure was a long trek to this cabin of yours up here in the mountains, Lawson. Why couldn't we have got together back at the ranch? I'm taking no chances, Tex. You did a good job the other night. Too bad something went wrong with that detonator. I pushed the handle down, but nothing happened. Yeah. I've had a job explaining that. I finally convinced the fellas that I thought Comanche Joe had gotten out of range. Yeah, you've got nothing to worry about. You got away with it, all right. But since my little plan didn't work, Tex, we got to try again. What you going to do this time, Lawson? Yeah, have a squint at this. Huh? A piece of birch bark with a message burned into it. Yeah, I figure how that'll be a lot more impressive to an Indian chief than an ordinary message on paper. Go on, read it. Well, it says here, the chief running fox of the Comanche tribe. When the moon rises above Sugarloaf Mountain, the coyote or howl three times. Then will your son go to the happy hunting ground. Hey, what's it mean, Ross? Yeah, it's a message to Chief Running Fox, telling him that when the moon rises above Sugarloaf Mountain, Comanche Joe will die. You notice the message is signed the coyote. Yeah, yeah, I see that, but what's the idea? When Comanche Joe dies on schedule, the old man will believe that the coyote knows what it's talking about. And then later on, when the coyote tells him to sell the ranch and oil fields to the first bidder, he'll do it. Needless to say, I'll be the first bidder. You sure got it all figured out. 
Hey, how are you aiming to kill Comanche Joe? You've given him warning with this message. He'll be sure to protect himself. Listen to me, Tex. Comanche Joe could surround himself with a hundred Comanche braves. He can protect himself any way he wants to. But no matter what precautions he takes, I'll get him. I got a method, Tex. I feel dusty with the method, and I can kill Comanche Joe. Say, what is this method you got? I hear tell nobody can figure out what happened to Dusty. <laughs> you bet they can. And they won't be able to figure out how Comanche died. I hope all this isn't getting on your nerves, Kenton. I know, Comanche. I find it interesting. Never seen anything like it before. Why all these Comanche braves are sitting around your bed beating tom-toms is beyond me. My father has sent them to me to ward off evil spirits. The beating of the tom-toms is supposed to keep the spirits away. Let us hope it can keep the coyotes away. That message your father showed us written on birch bark, huh? I simply can't understand it. It means what it says, Kent. We will soon know whether the coyote is supernatural or not. What do you mean? Look there, through the window of this bedroom. The edge of the moon over Sugarloaf Mountain. In a few moments, Kent, I will be dead. Oh, nonsense, Comanche. Let me point out something else to you through that window. What? Those hundreds of Indian braves stationed out there. Yes. I can see my brother standing near the fires, waiting to protect me from any danger that may show itself. But will that danger show itself? Oh, Comanche, you sound as though you believe that this thing, this coyote, is supernatural. Why not? A superman saved me from the flames of those oil wells only a few days ago. If a superman can exist, why not a supernatural coyote? Because, well, oh, hang it, Comanche. Uh, what is it, crippled wolf? Look, moonrise over mountain. Soon, coyote hour. Soon, time come. We make ready. Honest. Honey! Huh? They appear to be redoubling their efforts to ward off the evil spirit. In a few minutes, I will be dead. Oh, for heaven's sake, Comanche, stop talking this way. You're a man of education, a college graduate. How can you possibly believe in evil spirits and all the rest of it? I am an Indian. Look there. The moon rises over Sugarloaf Mountain. Somehow, I... Somehow, I have a feeling my time has come. Comanche, I tell you, you're... Listen. There it is. That's the second time. When the coyote howls three times, I die. You've got to hold on to yourself. You mustn't let this thing get the better of you. It's no use, Kent. There's nothing we can do against this thing. This coyote that haunts me. When it howls for the... My time has come, Kent. My time has come. Does the howl of the coyote really spell death for Comanche Joe? What is the mysterious method Rawson used to kill Dusty? And at this very moment, plans to use on Comanche Joe. Can Superman once again save his friends? Be sure to hear the next exciting episode of our story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman!
Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Things of transcription feature, Superman! And now, Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, who came to Earth on the planet Krypton with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a large metropolitan newspaper. Superman, in the guise of Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen, are visiting the ranch of a wealthy Indian oil man called Comanche Joe. Many strange accidents have happened on the ranch, and each one has been preceded by the lonely cry of a coyote. As our last episode ended... Comanche Joe, convalescing from burns, sustained during a fire at the oil wells, and received a message saying that when the coyote howled three times, he would die. We find ourselves now in Comanche's bedroom at the ranch house. His brothers of the Comanche tribe are seated in a circle on the floor, beating drums to ward off evil spirits. Outside the house, many other Indians stand guard. Look there, Kent. The edge of the moon over Sugarloaf Mountain. Somehow... Somehow I have a feeling my time has come. Comanche, I tell you, you're... Listen. There it is. Ah, go down you. That is the second time. When the coyote howls three times, I die. You've got to hold on to yourself. You mustn't let this thing get the better of you. It's no use, Kent. There's nothing we can do against this thing. When the coyote howls... I'm going to die, Kent. I'm going to die. Quiet. Won't do anyone any good to get excited. How will I die? How will death come for me? And why doesn't it come? A coyote has howled three times. Wait. Who put out the light in here? What's happening? The window. Someone, something has come through that window. I heard the gas. Wait. I know there's something in this room. A scream. Right outside my window. Come, Vico. Wait here. Kent. Where's Kent? Right here, Comanche. Where have you been? Did you hear that scream? Yes, it came from right outside your window. We'd better see what caused it. Yes. 
there, look. Oh. Your men have gotten hold of someone. Someone lying on the ground outside your window. Oh, It's an Indian brave. What could have happened to him? What was he doing so close to my window? Well, we'll soon find out, I think. Yes, bring that man forward. Who is this man? We not know. Him not our tribe. Let me go. Let me go, you hear? No, he's not a member of the tribe. He's not even an Indian. Comanche, I think if you dig down beneath that war paint and that Indian costume, you'll find one of your cowboys, a man called Tex. Tex? Uh, of course. Tex, what's the meaning of this? What were you doing outside my window? Why are you dressed like an Indian? I'll tell you anything. Anything you want to know. Just keep that thing away from me. Keep it away from me. What are you talking about? What thing? Whatever it was, come through that window at me. I was standing out here, looking in through the window, when sudden like the light inside went out. The next thing I know, this, this thing crashed through the window at me. It, it come right out of your room, through the window. Its hands went around my throat. I thought my neck was busted. I, I never did feel anything so strong before. Is that why you screamed? Yeah, I thought I was a goner sure. Something crashed through the window from my room. What could it have been? Eagle huh? in shape of man. What's that? In your room. We beat drum. We call spirit who save little laughing squirrel. We call spirit of eagle in shape of man. Spirit of Superman. Superman? Ken, do you... Do you think it might have been that... I'm afraid I don't put much stock in things like that, Comanche. What I'm more interested in knowing is what Tex was doing outside your window before this thing, whatever it was, hit him. Yes, you've got something there. All right, Tex. If you know what's good for you, you'll talk. I'll talk. Don't worry. I ain't taking no more chances, Comanche. I, uh, Yes, you what? I was aiming to... to... You were aiming to kill Comanche, is that it? Kill him? I don't know. All I know is Rawson, give me this blowgun. Rawson? That that blowgun? Let me see that blowgun. Oh, this is how Dusty met his death. You mean to say, Kent, that Dusty was killed with a blowgun? Yes. Just as you might have been killed if... if something hadn't happened to prevent it. Here, have a look. See, there's a small dart. Hardly more than a piece of thorn. No doubt coated with something deadly poisonous. That's why we found no wounds or other marks on Dusty's body. Rawson probably opened the window of the living room where we were standing at the time without our knowing it. And blew the small dart at Dusty. Just as Tex here was going to do with you. Why, you blasted murdering... I didn't know how to kill you. Rawson put me up to it. It was Rawson, I swear. Then it looks like the first thing we've got to do is to get Rawson. You, my brothers... Some of you hold this man prisoner. The rest of you come with me. Come on, Kent. We're going to get our hands on Rawson and get to the bottom of this killing business right now. Open up in there, Rawson. Open up. All right, we'll have to break the door down. Lend a hand there, Kent. Okay, Comanche. Come on. He's not here. Uh, There's no one here. So I see. I wonder if he's... Oh, the devil, he'd escaped. He must have heard of Texas capture and skinned off into the hills. But he's only got a 10 or 15 minute start, Comanche. That's true, but we could never find him in the mountains. Why? He's a good woodsman. He'd be covering his tracks all the way. Uh, Comanche become like paleface. Comanche forget what Indian know. What are you talking about, my brother? Us, your brothers. Us capture Rawson. But how? Even you couldn't follow the trail that Rawson's taken pains to cover up. Maybe he's got another idea, Comanche. He's so. Maybe it takes time. One day. Two days. Maybe more. But we get him. We get him. Are you sure? You wait. You see. 
Bent on following some plan of their own for the capture of Rawson, Comanche's Indian brothers leave him. Kent and Comanche return to the ranch house, where a surprise awaits them. Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed Jones. Hiya, Comanche. Just arrived back here a little while ago. What's all the ruckus? I'll tell you about it later, but how did you get back here? Yes, and where's Jimmy Olsen? Why, he's the reason I come on back here tonight. Doctor says he's fit enough to be moved back to the ranch house tomorrow morning. But he says we'll have to use a gas buggy. Can't have the boy traipsing around on a horse. Well, I don't know how to operate one of them gas buggy critters, so uh, I thought I'd get Comanche here or you can't to drive over for him tomorrow. Why didn't you telephone? Well, I wanted to get back here so as I could uh, finish up working on that bow and arrow set for Jim. Uh, if it's ready for him, when you bring him back here tomorrow. How about it, Kent? Will you drive over in the morning? I'll drive over tonight if you don't mind. I'm kind of a little anxious to see Jimmy again. I don't blame you. All right, Kent. We'll get the old buggy out and brush it off so you can drive over tonight. Meanwhile, off in the hills... Indian tom-toms begin to beat. All through the night, the strange drumming of the tom-toms is heard. As dawn breaks over the mountains, a weary and anxious Rawson rides alone through the wilderness. Mm, they've got me. Them Indians and their blasted drums have been circling me all night, throwing in on me closer and closer. I'm completely surrounded, surrounded by a circle of engines getting closer to me all the time. I'll never be able to get through. Well... There's only one thing to do. I'm heading for the cave. I've got a carbine and plenty of ammunition. I'll be able to hold them off for a while anyway. Maybe something will turn up. But if it don't, well, I'll get a lot of them before they get me. Get up there. Get up. Comanche, them drums has been beating all night and all morning. Yes, Tumbleweed. Now I know what my Indian brother meant last night when he said they'd capture Rawson in time. From the sound of those drums, they've got Rawson encircled. It won't be long before they'll have him. And uh, what you say, we ride on up there. I want to be there when they get their hands on Rawson. You say Rawson is in that cave? It's so, Comanche. Rawson in cave. Rawson, good shot. Him, him kill. First man go near him. He's got the advantage, all right. The entrance to that cave isn't very large. No chance of getting in without Rawson getting the drop on you. Well, I'll have to chance it. Rawson's a good shot, but I may be able to get him before he gets me. I reckon is how you got that wrong, Comanche. No, wait a minute, Tumbleweed. I got to settle with Rawson for what he did to little Jimmy. This is my job, Comanche. The man who goes in there after him, Tumbleweed, probably won't come out alive. I know that. But somebody's got to go in after him, and it's going to be me. Now, hold on, Tumbleweed. I've been the cause of all this trouble. We're wasting time, Comanche. We'll toss the coin. Whoever wins goes in after Ross, and that okay with you? All right. I'll toss the coin. I'm calling heads, Comanche. Heads it is. Now, Tumbleweed. Don't you worry about me, none. I've been itching for this chance for a long, long time. You better take my carbine. Carbine? I don't have no truck with firearms. If I can't put an arrow through Rawson's heart, I don't deserve to come out alive. Rawson. Rawson, can you hear me? I aim to give you one chance for your life. Come on out of that cave and come quiet, and you'll get a trial below. You want me to come away? You have to come in and get me. That's what I was hoping. Rawson, here I come. Bow and arrow in hand, Tumbleweed Jones moves slowly, carefully toward the entrance to the cave. Rawson, carbine ready, waits to put a bullet through his heart. 
Can Jimmy Olsen's friend possibly emerge victorious? And what can Superman, unaware of Tumbleweed's danger, do to help? Be sure to hear the next thrilling episode of our story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky. Look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Oh, my Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude, cowabunga, to the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Browsers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look at the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. Many adventures have befallen Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen on their visit to the ranch of Comanche Joe, wealthy Indian oil man. Our last episode revealed that Rawson, Comanche Joe's ranch foreman, was responsible for the strange accidents which were always preceded by the weird howling of a coyote. While Superman, in the guise of Clark Kent, drove into town to bring Jimmy Olsen back from the doctor, the warriors of the Comanche tribe surrounded the escaping Rawson and drove him into a mountain cave. Just inside the entrance of the cave, Rawson waits, rifle in hand, resolved to sell his life dearly. Humbleweed Jones, Jimmy's friend, prepares to go in and get him. We've tossed a coin, Comanche, and I've won. I reckon it's how it's up to me to go in and hogtie that coyote Rawson. Well, all right, Tumbleweed, all right. But here, you better take my rifle. Rifle? You know I don't have no truck with firearms. I'll stick to my bow and arrow. I can't put an arrow through Rawson's heart I don't deserve to come out alive. Rawson! Rawson, can you hear me? I hear you, old man, Tumbleweed. I aim to give you one chance for your life. Come on out of that cave and come quiet, and you'll get a trial by law. You want me, Tumbleweed? You'll have to come in and hit me. That's what I was... Rawson, here I come. Tumbleweed, be careful. He's probably drawing a beat on you right now. I ain't aiming to walk right up to that cave, right smack out and open. I reckon it's how I can show Rawson a trick or two he never heard of before. Now, I can just make that thing for his possible. Here goes. <coughs> God, that was close. 
Kind of exciting. Come away. Yeah, Rawson. I missed you that time, but I won't miss again. You'll have to make for that next tree, Tumbleweed, and I'll cut you down before you reach it. You've got something there. Well, only one thing to do. I'll stick my hat on top of this arrow here and draw his fire. And then if he shoots, I'll skim to that tree. Hope I can make it before he shoots again. Now, just stick the hat out in front of the tree where Rawson can see it. And <coughs> run like the dickens. Die for that tree. Come on, we die. Phew. What do you know? I made it. Now, I'll just stick an arrow to my bowstring and start working my way up to the cave with these bushels. Here we go now. Yeah. This rifle's fully loaded now, so I'm ready for anything. Cumberweed must be working his way through them bushes, but I'm danged if I can see it. Wait. There he is. Crawling along that ledge. Inching his way along toward the entrance field. Well, here's where Norton gets you, Dumbleweed, and gets you pretty. Take it easy now, plenty of time. Lay that sight right on his chest. And then just press the trigger slow, like this. Oh! Ah! Now, with my hand. Shut so quickly up. Got to pull this arrow out of my hand. to the cave and wait a minute. Blood. I must have got lost in that arrow, all right. It's pretty black inside that cave, and it's pretty light out here. He'd be able to see me, maybe, but I won't be able to see him. Well, I'll have to do a little crawling. Got to hug that wall like it was a part of it. This here calls for a little refreshment. Gonna put that. Take my grip. Sir, best fuck you ever made. There's nothing like... <coughs> what? Suffering prairie dogs, that was close. Dang it. Made me swallow my fudge, too. But that shot gave me some idea where Washington is, though. Down on your belly, tumbleweed, and start crawling into that cave. That's progress. Now, it's fire. My shoulder. He got me. You bet I got the tumbleweed. Luck, that's all it was. Just luck, Rawson. Yes. And if that bullet didn't break your shoulder, I'll be very much surprised. You can't use that bow and arrow now, tumbleweed, so it's my turn to howl. Blast you. Here I come, tumbleweed. Here I come to put a bullet through you. You've got me all right, Rawson, but you'll never get away. Comanche Joe's outside and them Indians. They'll get you short. I know that. It's going to give me a lot of satisfaction to take some of you with me. And you're the first, tumbleweed. I'm drawing a bead on your heart. In another few seconds, you're a dead man. Well, ain't you gonna beg me to let you go? Ain't you gonna plead with me to spare your life? I ain't begging, Rawson. No, Tumbleweed. Well, then, I'm shook. No, I'm sorry, Doctor. Jimmy and I would like to spend more time with you here in town, but we really must be getting back to Comanche Joe's ranch. Yes, Doc. We just gotta go. I'm kind of anxious to get back, because Tumbleweed Jones said he was going to have a surprise for me. Yes, and besides, Doctor, I'm anxious to find out whether or not they've captured Ross. Well, you can telephone the ranch house, can't you? Oh, why do that, Doctor, when it won't take more than a few hours to drive back over the mountains to Comanche's ranch? Because I want you to remain here as my guest for a while. I know, but... Great heavens, Mr. Kent. Look, you arrived here last night to take Jimmy back with you. Well, I spent the most interesting evening I've had in many a year, talking with someone who knows what's going on in the world. 
Now you want to leave. Oh, but we've got to, Doctor. Gosh, I'm just dying to find out what kind of a surprise Tumbleweed Jones had for Now, now, look here. Late in the afternoon. It'll be dark before you reach Comanche Joe's ranch. Besides, Kent, Jimmy here ought to have another good night's rest before taking that trip. Especially in that dilapidated old junk heap you call an automobile. <laughs> well, Comanche Joe doesn't have much use for modern inventions. Uh, Doctor, I'm sorry. I'd really like to spend another night here with you. I've enjoyed our long talk together as much as you, but... Well, I feel I really ought to get back to the ranch this afternoon. Well, I suppose there's nothing I can say or do that'll change your mind, Mr. Kent. I'm afraid not, Doctor. And there's another reason I want to get back, Doctor. Yes, Jimmy? You see, sir, I'm now a member of the Comanche tribe. Ooh. Chief Vernon Fox was teaching me how the Indians send messages by beating on drums. Oh, yes, very interesting. You know, Kent, on a quiet night sometimes you can hear the Comanche drums far off in the hills sending messages from one tribe to another. That's all. So you're learning the language of the drums, are you, Jimmy? Yes, sir. So you see, we've simply got to go. Well, I see much as I hate to see you go, I won't detain you. I'll see you to, to that monstrosity you call a car. <laughs> Will Jimmy be all right, Doctor? Mm-hmm. I mean, anything we should do? Oh, I don't think so, Mr. Kent. Just be sure to keep clean bandages on his head and... Uh, and, uh, Jimmy, you take it easy. No excitement of any kind for a while. Okay, Doc. Hey, huh? look at the car. What? Oh, a flat tire. Uh, not one flat tire, Kent, but two of them. Oh, look there. Yeah, you're right. That car hadn't been used in so long a time, I guess the rubber on those tires was pretty far gone. To say nothing of those mountain roads. Well, we'll have to get these fixed. We haven't got a spare. We'd need two anyway. Now, look, there's a gas station at the other end of town, and I can call up and have someone come out. But it'll take time, Kent. So I suggest you change your mind and stay the night. Oh, I don't know. How long will it take to fix these tires? Oh, an hour or two at least. By that time, it'll be close to dark. Frankly, Kent, it wouldn't be good for Jimmy, driving those awful mountain roads and being out in the night air and all that. Oh, holy mackerel, Tumbleweed said he'd have that surprise. Well, Jimmy, I'm afraid the surprise will have to wait until tomorrow. All right, Doc, you win. Jimmy and I will stay over till tomorrow morning. Unaware of the exciting events taking place back at the ranch, Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen decide to remain at the doctor's another night. Yet at that very same moment, back in the cave... Another few seconds, Tumbleweed, you're a dead man. Well, ain't you going to beg me to let you go? Ain't you gonna plead with me to spare your life? I ain't begging, Rawson. No, Tumbleweed. Well, then, I'm shooting. Oh, Mom! Oh. Right, but I had to shoot first. Oh, Joe. What are you doing here? Saving your life at the moment, Tumbleweed. And getting yourself into danger. Dang you, Comanche. We tossed a coin, didn't we? And I won the toss, didn't I? You forgot to take the coin with you, Tumbleweed. When I found out it had two heads, you couldn't possibly have lost. It's a good thing I decided... Rawson. Stand where you are. Don't try to move back into this cave. I know I ain't got a chance, Comanche, but neither have you. There ain't one of us going to leave here alive. Put down that. All right, you asked for it. What? You come at me. Oh, Comanche, Comanche, what? He got you, didn't he? Yes, Tumbleweed. I got him, too. Rawson? I'm finished, I Fine mess. All three of us badly wounded. We'd better move out of here. Get some first aid. Tumbleweed, do you think you can... Comanche, wait, listen. That rumbling near the entrance. What? Look out. Look out, the wall's up there. Cave it in. All that shooting, that's what did it. Well, the rock has stopped falling. But it's dark in here now. It's black. Comanche, what do you think? We're walled up. Hundreds of tons of rock. The entrance to the cave is completely blocked off. Do you, do you think they can get through to it? Rawson, Tumbleweed. I think we'd better face it. We're wounded, all three of us, in a pretty bad condition. In another few hours, the air in here is going to start getting low. 
They've got to reach us in two or three hours. Do you think they will? You think they'll be able to get through all that rock in a couple of hours? No, Tumblewood. No. Entombed within the cave, Comanche, Tumbleweed, and Ralston are in a pretty bad way. Can Superman, having decided to remain in town and unaware of their danger, possibly help them? Be sure to hear the next thrilling episode of our story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! And now, Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a large metropolitan newspaper. The adventure of the Howling Coyote is rapidly coming to a close. Visiting the ranch of Comanche Joe, wealthy Indian oil man, Superman, as Clark Kent, and Jimmy Olsen have been in the thick of many accidents, all of which have been preceded by the strange howling of a coyote. In our last episode, we heard how Rawson, the man responsible for all these accidents, was finally cornered and driven into a mountain cave where he prepared to fight for his life. Tumbleweed Jones, Jimmy's close friend, and Comanche Joe both went into the cave to capture Rawson. A gunfight resulted in a cave-in, which blocked up the entrance to the cave and trapped all three men. Seriously wounded, the air within the cave rapidly being used up, things looked very bad for them. Meanwhile, unaware of the danger threatening their friends, Clark, Kent, and Jimmy had decided to spend another night in town with the doctor who had operated on Jimmy some time before. Listen. Gee, Doc, it sure is swell. Yes? That fire makes it feel warm and cozy in here. Yeah, have some more popcorn, Jimmy? Oh, gosh, no. I'm going to bust any minute as it is. Jimmy, I think you'd better go on up to bed. You need your rest. Oh, gee, Mr. Kent. Let me stay up just a little while longer. I'll leave that up to the doctor. Well, just a few minutes longer, Jimmy. Then off it. I'm not even sure I'll be able to sleep tonight. Wondering what that surprise is that Tumbleweed said he'd have for me. I wonder what old Tumbleweed's doing now. <laughs> Probably back at the ranch house kitchen making fudge. Yeah, <laughs> <isn't he? laughs> well, there's a character. I'll never forget the night that Superman brought him and Jimmy to my door. What'd and... you say, Doc? Superman? I, you, uh, you must have misunderstood me, Jimmy. No, sir, I don't think I did. You said Superman brought Tumbleweed and me to your door. Oh, oh I see that that fire's making you sleepy, Jimmy. Yeah. You're beginning to imagine things. Of course. Well, maybe I am. Mr. Kent, why don't you call the ranch house on the telephone and find out if they caught Rawson here? Oh, it'd be a waste of time, Jimmy. Comanche and Tumbleweed both know we're anxious to learn about Rawson the minute they capture him. I'm sure they'll call us when they do. I guess so. I can't help worrying about Tumbleweed, though. Oh, great heavens. Jimmy, don't you ever talk about anyone else? It's been Tumbleweed, Tumbleweed, Tumbleweed <laughs> all the time you've been here. Yeah, I'm beginning to get a little jealous. <laughs> I thought I was Jimmy's hero. Oh, you are, Mr. Kent. <laughs> I mean... Oh, let's forget it. I'm going to be sounding like a sissy. Yes, and besides, I think you've done enough talking for one night. Now, off you go to bed, young man. Okay, Doc. Uh, Mr. Kent, yes, Jimmy. 
I got a funny feeling that maybe everything isn't all right back at that range. No, Jimmy. Lawson's a pretty tough guy, Mr. Kent. I ever cornered him. Would you mind telephoning just to kind of be sure that everything's okay? Well, Jimmy, I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do. If Comanche or Tumbleweed haven't called us by the time I come up to bed, I'll call them, okay? Okay, Mr. Kent. All right. Good night. Good, Good night, night, Jimmy. Good night. He's a great youngster, Kent. I'll be sorry to see him go tomorrow morning. He and that tumbleweed feller certainly have taken a shine to each other. <laughs> What's the uh, surprise tumbleweed's got for you? Why, it's a bow and arrow set, I believe. Oh, oh, hey, that fire is hot, you know. I think I'll roll up my sleeves if you don't mind. Not at all. Yeah. Say, that story you told me about the howling of the coyotes, that's pretty interesting. Uh, how do you figure Rawson makes the coyotes howl whenever he wants them to? Well, the nearest I can come to a solution to that, Doc, is that Rawson has somehow managed to train a coyote to howl whenever he... What are you staring at, Doc? Your arm, Ken. My arm? I didn't see it, of course, until you rolled up your sleeves just now. That mark on your forearm. What about it, Doc? Have you given any blood transfusions lately, Kent? Transfusions? That's a silly question, Doc. Of course not. Oh, that mark. Oh, that mark, you see, I made that with a knife. Mm -hmm. I was fiddling a piece of wood and, and slipped with a knife. Oh. It's not as if you don't believe me. Well, it, uh, it must be coincidence, of course, but the other night when Jimmy was dying and needed a blood transfusion... Blood transfusion? Jimmy dying? Well, this is the first I've heard of that. Oh. You told me you performed an operation and that Jimmy came through it with flying well, colors. Uh, I've said too much already, Kent. Well, I promised I'd never breathe a word of it to anyone. Oh, Doc, I'm sorry. I don't understand that. I'd, I'd rather change the subject, if you don't mind. Well, now listen, about uh, Ross and that howling coyote. Is there a word? Is there a sign from those within the cave? No word. No sign. But my son, Commander Joe, he trapped inside that cave. Two other men with him. If even now they are not dead, there is not much time. Hundreds of tons of rock steal up caves. It takes long time to move them away. How long? The sun must rise and set three times. But my son shall be saved. Not so. Hark you see, crippled wolf. When moon was full, not long ago, you warrior came to us. White man called him Jimmy. We call him Laughing Square. Of this I know. Life of Laughing Square is protected by eagle in shape of man. White man call him Superman. We will beg him come and help us. Beg him save my son and men with him inside cave. Maybe help, maybe no. I decree it. Call warriors together. Make ready with ceremonial drums. We will call upon eagle in shape of man. We will call upon Superman. It is done. For the three men, Comanche Joe, Tumbleweed, and Rawson, trapped within the caves, it may be too late. Three fatal hours have gone by since the walls caved in. Yet the Indians prepare to call for help on their new god, the eagle in the shape of a man. It doesn't seem possible that Superman can aid his friends. For even now, as Clark Kent... He's just chatting with the doctor in the doctor's home. Killed? 
Of course, the young friend Jimmy being badly hurt by that horse. Mm-hmm. Ross must have been behind that, too. Yeah. Oh, well, I imagine Comanche's tribesmen will capture him before long. That'll put an end to the whole rotten business. I hope so. Well, frankly, I'm going to enjoy getting back to Metropolis. I haven't seen Editor White for a long time. To say nothing of the uh, <laughs> young lady you mentioned, Miss Lois Lane. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I'll be happy to see her, too, of course. I guess. Oh, well, Doctor, it's getting late. I'd better be getting along to bed. You said the uh, man would be over from the garage to fix those tires in the morning, didn't Oh, yes, yes. He'll be here early and you can get an early start. Good. Well, then, I think I'll be off to bed. Uh-oh, I almost forgot. Huh? I promised Jimmy I'd call the ranch house and see if everything's all right. Oh, yes, so you did. There's the phone right there beside you. Oh, yes, thanks. See, I don't know the number. Well, just ask for the ranch house. Operator will get it for you. Oh, good. I'm surprised at Jimmy being so upset about... Uh, hello? Uh, yes, uh, would you get me the ranch house of Comanche Joe, please? That's right. Thanks. What's that? Oh, fine. Uh, and she'll call me back if she gets me. Good. Kev, I'm certainly going to miss you. I used to practice in the city, you know, and although I enjoy the life out here, it does get pretty monotonous at times. I imagine so. It's done me a world of good just being able to talk with you. Well, I've enjoyed it tremendously myself. You've been awfully good, Doctor, and I... Well, I can't tell you how I appreciate what you've done for Jimmy. Well, that's my job, Mr. Kent. Uh, hello, listen. Hmm. Sounds like drums beating in the hills. I thought I heard them. Well, you recall, Kent, I mentioned that on a quiet night you could hear one tribe sending messages to another tribe by means of the drum language. Yes. Uh, do, you, do you notice anything peculiar about those drums? Uh, no, do you? I just had a feeling. I can't put my finger on it. No, it's nothing, I'm sure. I wish that operator would call back. Of course, you're getting jumpy. How about a little snack before going to bed? Hmm? Cheese and crackers and some warm milk. You'll sleep better. Oh, I don't mind if I do. I am getting a little hungry. Well, let's raid the icebox. Come right. on into the kitchen. All right, will you? Uh-oh, no wait. That's your call. Yes. Hello? Yes. What? Oh, I see. No, no, don't bother. All right, good night. Uh, what, uh, what is it, Ken? The operator says no one answers at the ranch. Funny? Oh, no. They're probably all joining in the hunt for Rawson. Yeah, probably. Very strange, those drums beating out there. Well, what about them, Kent? I don't know exactly. It's just that they give me a sort of peculiar feeling. Oh, nonsense. You've been through such an exciting time during these past few weeks, you're all unnerved. Unnerved? Me? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes, I suppose there may be something to that. Oh, God, I... I don't know, I've just got a feeling those drums are trying to say something to me, and I can't understand what it is. Oh, of course you can. I certainly don't see why you'd want to. Come on into the kitchen and have some cheese and crackers and milk. You'll sleep better for it, Jeff. Huh? Uh, oh, excuse me, those drums are... Uh, I guess I'm just imagining things. All right, Doctor, lead the way to the kitchen and watch me eat you out of house and home. But Superman is not imagining things. Those drums, the ceremonial drums of the Comanche tribe, are calling to him for help. Calling for him to aid his friends Comanche Joe and Tumbleweed Jones. Yes, and Rawson, too. Be sure to hear the next thrill-packed episode of our exciting story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. 
up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Superman. The transcription feature, Superman! And now, Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. Visiting the ranch of Comanche Joe, wealthy Indian oil man, Superman, as Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen, have had many stirring adventures. Kent had come to the ranch to investigate for his paper the weird howling of a coyote, which occurred every time an accident was about to happen. In our last episode, we heard how Comanche Joe and Tumbleweed Jones, Jimmy's close friends, in trying to capture the villainous Rawson, were trapped in a cave when the entrance to the cave collapsed. Warriors of the Comanche tribe worked for hours trying to extricate them, but without success. Finally, in desperation, chief running fox of the tribe decided to call upon the eagle in the shape of a man, as they call Superman, for help. Ceremonial drums began to beat, but Superman, staying tonight at a doctor's home on the other side of the mountain, was unaware of the grave danger threatening his friends. Listen. Well, there you are, Kent. Cheese, crackers, and some warm milk. Huh. Milk will make you sleep like a top. Thanks, Doc. Kent is still worried about those Indian drums beating off in the hills, aren't you? I'm not worried exactly. It's just that... Well, I, I don't know, Doc. I got a strange feeling they're trying to say something. Something I, I can't understand. Oh, nonsense. Indians are probably just holding a little tribal ceremony tonight. Oh, I don't see how that could be so. I just called the ranch house and no one answered. Uh-huh. That means only one thing. This Rawson business isn't settled. Either they haven't captured him or if they have, something's gone wrong. But I don't... Those Indians, what... the entire Comanche tribe, are supposed to be out tracking Rawson down. Well, that's so, why could they be holding a ceremony of some sort? It doesn't make sense. Well, maybe they've just captured Rawson and they're celebrating his capture. Well, that's possible, but I... What? Hey, it's Jimmy. What are you doing out of bed, young man? Those drums. Those drums beating in the hills. Well, what about them, Jimmy? Something's wrong, Mr. Huh? I told you I can understand a good deal of the Comanche drum language. Chief running Fox taught me. Yes, I know, but... Something what? terrible has happened to Tumbleweed and Comanche Joe. What? I can't tell what it is. I don't know enough about the drum language. But something has happened to them. And the Indians are calling to the eagle in the shape of a man for help. What? The eagle in the shape of a man? Well, that's what they call Superman. Oh, but, Ken, we got to do something. Comanche Joe and Tumbleweed are in terrible danger. That's what those drums are saying. That's why they're calling on Superman. Yes, yes Jimmy, I know. You are right about those drums, Kent. They were trying to send a message. Heaven's sake, stop standing there talking and do something. We've got to get back to the ranch, and we've got to get back right now. How can we, Jimmy? We, we, we've got two flat tires. You can and... take my car, Kent. Oh, oh good. Yeah, there isn't much gas in it. Uh, while you and Jimmy are getting ready, I'll drive down to the garage and get the tank filled. No, no, wait. Huh? I'll get the gas. Well, you stay here and help Jimmy get ready. Mm, very well, Kent. Anything you say. I, uh, I won't be long. Is there a key in the car? Yes, and I don't think you'll have any difficulty, Kent. No, I suppose I will. Uh-huh. I won't be long. Job for Superman. Whatever's to be done must be done quickly. And I didn't see how I could get away from Jimmy and the doctor. That's solved now. I'll take the car, drive a short distance down the street, and leave it and make for the ranch. I may be able to save Comanche and Tumbleweed from whatever danger threatens and get back before I'm discovered. Ah, there's the car. Got to hurry. Leave the car here and make for the ranch. Let's hope I'm in time. Up! Up! And away!
Meanwhile, as Superman streaked through the night, within the mountain cave, Comanche Joe, Tumbleweed Jones, and Rawson face death. Listen. <sighs> Tumbleweed? I hear you, Comanche. You're all right? You kind of weak. Can't breathe none too good. It's the end, yes. That's what it is. We, we won't last much longer. Uh, shut up, Rawson. I want to talk. I gotta talk. Just sitting here in the blackness with the air getting scarcer and scarcer. Sitting there waiting for death. I gotta do something. Here's some fudge. Try tune on that. Uh, how, uh, how much longer do you think we got, Commander? Not much. Without the breeze. Every time I take a breath, I can't. I'm Why don't you keep quiet, Rawson? We're all going through the same thing. We know how you feel. No, you, you don't know. It's worse for me. You two can die peaceful. For me, I, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of a lot of things. i got to confess before I die. i, I got to get forgiveness. I can't die now. I, I'm ready. I'm ready to die. Who is ready to die? A lot of things I'd like to do, too, before I go. I suck. Never did Vinny said bow and arrow set for a Latin squirrel. Now there's a yearning for you. My fine boy. Funny thing. He's the only reason I I hate to go out. Him and me. We was gonna have a lot of fun together. Mm, stop talking. Load of it. Aaron here. Pretty bad. There was more of it when you talk. Okay, Comanche. Won't say another word. I've got to get out of here. I've got to get out of here. You have a chance, Rawson, unless they get to us in time. Any reckons how they ain't going to do that? Why don't we help? Why don't we just sit here? They're probably working to it from the other side, ain't they? Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? Of course they're working to it, trying to get us out. You don't think they would? Wait. Wait. Shut your talking. I can hear them. Shut your talking. I can hear them. They're digging. That's what they're doing. They're digging their way forward. And we're just sitting here, not doing anything to help. We've got to help. Come on. Give me a hand here. Help me get these rocks out of the way. Come on, dear, here. Give me a hand here. These rocks are too big for one, man. I gotta get this rock out of the way. I gotta. Wait. I don't dare me. They never did hear them. You just imagine it, Rosman. Now, shut up. I hear them, I tell you. I hear them all right. But I don't hear them now. They've stopped digging. They've given up, that's all. They decided we'd dead in here, and they've given up. But they can't give up. They can't. Hello. Hello out there. Come back. Don't stop thinking. We're still alive, you hear? We're still alive. Rawson. Help me get out of so much. I know I'm responsible for all this. It's all my fault. But we've got to get out of this semester. Help us get out. I, I reckon it's how that was the only way you could help him, Comanche. I, I reckon. He, he's lucky. He won't know when he stops breathing, but... We, we'll know, Comanche. We'll know. Comanche. He's unconscious, huh? Just that effort. It caused him to hit Rawson. Much fun. And I reckon it's all effort and no effort. It's too much for me. Uh, uh, Oh, no, Kai! 
Ripple. Yes, brother, but from speech long time. Long time we call upon Uther in shape of man. He not come. No. He must come. He must hear our cry for aid. If you come, not soon. It be too late. Even now, too late. I'll speak you, crippled wolf. Please. Four hour. Men in cave. They cannot live that long. Been sent to free. I feel there is something wrong. Either in shape of man not come. Maybe he not hear us. I, I, chief running fox, will call to him myself. Eagle in shape of man, help us. Superman, help us. Help us. I'm in time. But in time for what? I have no idea at all of what has happened. I only know that Comanche and Tumbleweed need me. Ah, there's the ranch house below me. I'll go down and... No, wait. Ranch house is dark. Not a light showing anywhere. But there's a glow of some kind up on the mountain. Yes. And the sound of the drums is coming from there. Whatever the trouble is, I'm sure to find it up there on the mountain. Faster, faster. Yes, there are the Indians below me, dancing around that huge bonfire and beating on drums. What can the trouble be? What danger is threatening tumbleweed and commanders? I'll circle down a little lower and try to find out. Down, down. difficult to get through, but am I in time? That's the question. Am I in time? Down! Down! Is Superman too late? Will he reach the stricken men in time to save them? Be sure to hear the next thrill-packed episode of our story with Superman! And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!